What's going on, friends? Welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. <laughs> Today, we are talking about Horizon Zero Dawn, developed by Guerrilla Games, published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Caleb, this game, how do you feel about it? Uh, you know, so one, this game came out in what, 2017? Uh, 2016? Yes. 2017. 2017. Yep, yep. Um, I don't remember much about this game before it came out. I don't remember seeing a trailer. I don't, I, like, I do know, though, once I noticed it, I noticed it. <laughs> like, so a big part of that was when I saw, and I think it was in GameStop, in all honesty, I was buying another game, they had a little trailer for it playing, and it was basically robot dinosaurs, and I was like, fuck me. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> you know, yeah. and like, all in. Because um, that part was like, hell yeah. Like, I, I look like I'm kind of like in this um, tribe type deal, and I have bows and arrows, and like, spears, and I'm I'm hunting robotic dinosaurs sold yeah <laughs> fucking sold and that's all i really knew about it going into it that was it i did not do any further research i did not read about this storyline i did not see what the gameplay was nothing i saw robotic dinosaurs and i was done <laughs> like shut up and take my money yeah <laughs> and i gotta say i love the fact that i was that way yeah like, what about you? Do you do you remember this game before? So, very similar to what you're talking about. So, what I remember was, I remember this game being announced. And, yeah, it was the juxtaposition between you look like your, you know, pre-industrial age. You are using bows and arrows and spears, but you're fighting robots. And I was so captivated by that idea. Because it seemed so crazy. Like, I just was like, how did we even get here? Like, that's what I wanted to know. Yeah. How do we look so primitive, but we're fighting robots? And really, that was all I needed to know. I do remember there was a lot about, you know, like the voice acting and the motion capture and that kind of stuff because the main character's hair. Mm -hmm. But like everything was more i do remember looking at the game so this this is hard for me right okay. the the gameplay footage of games mm -hmm. you're, you were talking about the hair and i don't mean to cut you off no, no. i'm sorry um but you were talking about the hair right you're watching like i see the trailer and i'm watching it and it, like it, it looks like gameplay footage and i throw that up in air quotes because i realize you can't see my little hands um <laughs> and i i always look at that stuff and i'm just like Pfft. You can show me whatever because I know that's not necessarily what it's going to be mm -hmm. in the game. Right. So I don't pay a lot of attention to that kind of stuff, like the visual aspects of it. And again, I didn't look into any of this, so I didn't know there was talks about all of this. But yeah, like in the trailer, her hair's like free flowing and moving around real fluidly and everything like that. And I'm just like, okay, mm. what the fuck ever? Robot dinosaurs. We'll, we'll see what it actually looks like. Because the trailer, I'm like, this game looks gorgeous, but we'll see what it actually looks like when the game comes out. Yeah. So I didn't know that we did things on the, the, the actual like motion capture of it yeah and th the reason that that stands out to me is because ever ever since and i don't even remember what which one it was now but um one of the tomb raider games they had talked about how lara's braid 
like they had finally managed to incorporate it so it would actually move very realistic. Mm-hmm. And that to me is kind of what opened my eyes to like the next wave of gaming and the way that we're going to be able to do things by making it look more realistic. You know, we're moving away from the polygons. We're, yeah. we're getting into stuff that looks more natural. We're getting into smaller polygons. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's really what it is. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, basically, right? So, so yeah, so that's why it's kind of stood out to me. And again, it was because they were doing the the, the motion capture stuff. I remember seeing like scenes scenes of the actors and the game hmm. simultaneously, like how they do I'll now. Have to look for that because yeah. I don't. I don't think I ever saw any of that. Yeah. And I just remember being like, holy crap, like this looks like it's going to be amazing. And at the time it was now it's funny now because, you know, you look at you look at this game from five years ago and you compare it to the graphics of the one that just came out and you're like, oh, those are so different, but not bad. I was about to say, I don't get me wrong. I was like, I still think that the graphics of Zero Dawn hold up they do there are minor things that you can tell the difference and a lot of it is in like aloy's face yeah like they just really have mastered the 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 motion capture for faces and stuff when we talk about forbidden west we'll talk about that because there's some issues there in the newer one that i don't i I don't ever feel like i got in the older one okay that's all i'm excited for that one next week yeah so go ahead. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like I said, yeah, I mean, I was pretty stoked for this when it came out. I was I, like, I, I remember being like, fuck yeah, I'm going to play the hell out of this. Yeah. Because the other thing is that I am, I'm very, in, I'm very interested in bows and arrows. Like I love, you know, I spent, I spent time living in another country and I actually went to an archery club and was doing archery and stuff like that. I've always had a fascination with archery. And so being in a game where it's like, yeah, like this is your primary weapon for, for, because a lot of it was the, the bow, the bow footage, not yeah. so much the spear stuff. Yeah. And well, and more emphasis on, yeah. the, on the archery aspect. So yeah, I was super geared for this. I was so excited. <laughs> well, and with that, like, I love this game. I, I do. This is coming off of the back of, um, the Witcher 3, mm-hmm. right? Which I believe was 2015. Um, so, and like The Witcher 3, I was like, man, this game is gorgeous. This, like, The Witcher 3 is gorgeous. It's a gorgeous game. And then, like, to me, this game kind of like we took it up a notch. Yeah. Right. I can see that. So, like, when I was playing it, I was like, holy shit, this game is gorgeous. Right. And I'm not talking about playing it on PC. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking about even on the console, which at the time PS4 was still a fairly new console. And I'm like, this game is fucking beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't even know we could capture graphics like this in a video game. Holy crap. And I enjoyed the combat. I enjoyed the storyline. I like, I enjoyed this game thoroughly through and through. So, like, I personally do, like, when people are like, ah, I don't know, really, want what do I want to play? I'm like, have you ever played Zero Dawn? Hmm. You should play Zero Dawn. Like, it's a fun game. You like those open world games. You like this. Like, the creator mechanic in it's amazing. Like, you, you 
play Zero Dawn. Mm. Just do, shut up, play Zero Dawn. <laughs> And even now, more so, especially like because if you have a PlayStation Plus net uh, membership, it's free. Mm. Play Zero Dawn. Like, what are you waiting for? Yeah. You know, it, it's just one of those of like, there's no excuse now. It's not like, ah, well, do I really want to spend 20 bucks? No, you don't. You got a PlayStation Plus membership. It's free. Yeah. Go, go play it. You'll enjoy it. Guarantee it. And so I highly recommend this game to other people. Yeah, I and I would 100% concur. It's it's got an amazing story. It's beautiful to look at. It's <clears throat> really easy to pick up and mm-hmm. understand. You know, it's easy to learn. It's fun to master. Um, <laughs> you goddamn cliche. No, go ahead. And I am. I, am. <laughs> I totally am. Um, so yeah, I absolutely 100% recommend that people pick this up and play this if. You know, if they're even remotely interested in playing it because it's just so damn fun. Yeah. So So with that, let's get into it, man. Go for it. All right. Spoiler warning. Boop. Hey, guys. Just want to give you a heads up. From here on out, there's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. There we go. <laughs> so with this, right? Mm-hmm. Give me a sec here. Um, this, this picks up in a post-apocalyptic United States, right? It mainly focuses around like Colorado, Wyoming, Utah area. And you, you can actually tell roughly where it's at because one, they do kind of make references to certain things. <laughs> and two, it's a, uh, I know that statue. Yeah. I know this, like this area looks familiar. Like I'm not even from those areas. I've never really been to those areas, but you know, you see pictures and stuff like that and you're like, yeah, this, mm-hmm. this fits. Right. Right. So, um, but it, you're, you're basically in like the 30th, 31st century, something like that. And humanity was wiped out by something and has basically come back. And as they're coming back, they coexist in a world with machine animals, right? So you like you have deer, you have horses, you have um, different little type animal, machine animal type things that aren't really bad. They're just doing their own thing. Humans are doing their own thing. And occasionally humans will hunt these machines for parts to help them make weapons and and armor and structures Mm. and all that other shit but um so as you're like playing through it you start off as this brand new baby like one of the elders of your tribe find you and bring you out and you're basically outcast from the fucking Mm get-go and you don't know why you're given to this man named roast who's also an outcast of the tribe right yeah roost rost 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 not roast rost who's also an outcast of the tribe and it's his goal to raise you so as you're like growing up your name's aloy as you're growing up you like you try to interact with the tribe but because you're an outcast they are very very aggressive towards you if not just straight up ignore you Mm -hmm. and it really affects you you're like what the fuck what did i do why am i an outcast and rost can't really tell you why Mm -hmm. 
But as you get a little bit older, you learn that when you turn 16, 18, 18, somewhere around there, um, there's this thing called the proving basically. Right. I think I'm using that, the I'm calling it right. Yep. And, um, at that point in time, anybody who comes of age is allowed to participate in the proving. And if you win the proving, you are considered a member of the tribe. So your goal from that point on is to become a part of the proving. Like you, you are training to do the proving. Well, as you're a kid, I would six years old. Six. Yeah. <clears throat> you're going out, you're exploring, and you fall into this like cave. And you see a human skeleton and on the human skeleton is like this little triangle on their temple and you like pick it up and you put it on and it gives you a whole different way to view the world. Mm. And they call it her second sight, but basically it's AR. Yeah. Um, and that's when you kind of start learning a little bit about like the ancient people that used to live here. Because as you, like, look around this world, you see runes of, like, cities Mm -hmm. and buildings and things like that, right? And, uh, but, like, the tribe itself does not deal with this technology. It's, like, forbidden and unspoken and bad juju. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, but, like, you use it. Because, one, you're an outcast already, so what the fuck's the point if they're a little bit more mad at you? Yeah. And it gives you, like, access to all these different things. Like, you start seeing the world in a completely different way. You have access to this advanced technology that's from the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I said that. I know. It's weird. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, like, you continue to grow and develop. And this is the the tutorial of the game. Yeah. Right? Uh, Ross is teaching you how to hunt and how to shoot a bow and how to climb mountains and and all the stuff that you have you're gonna have access to to work your way through the rest of the game you're going through as a little girl and doing and then it does this nice cute little cutscene of watching you kind of like grow up stage by stage and develop and everything and then boom you're 18 and it's the night before the proving and Rost gives you a bow and says, all right, go get them tiger. (laughs) And you go through the proving. And while you're going through the proving, it's been a little bit since I played this game. Cause I, you know, I played it originally when it first came out and then a few months ago to get prepared for (laughs) the new one. But so correct me if I get any of this wrong. Cause you just recently played. I just recently went through. Um, The proving is to become a Nora brave. Right. Nora is the name of your tribe. Correct. Um, And you're in the north. Like, you live in the north. Nora north. That's how I always... Well, it's... So, it's weird just the way that the map is laid out. It is. Because you're in, like, the actual, like, southern... Like, the southeastern part of the map. But they always refer to you as, like, oh, you're part of the northern Nora tribe. I... It's like for- they even do it in the Forbidden West, yeah. where they refer to you as like the Northern Tribe. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and maybe maybe I'm misremembering that because I kept hearing it in Forbidden West. Yeah, I and they don't do it, but uh, regardless, 
you are part of the Nora. Yes. It's 19. I just looked it up. So okay. when you hit the age of 19, you you're allowed to take part of the festival leading up to the proving um, where she is treated with distru- distrust from the other villagers. Right. Yeah. And she's just kind of like, fuck it. That's been my whole life. With the exception of one elderly woman. Mm-hmm. And they were like the the they're a matriarch society. Right. The the elderly women of their tribe are like the the leaders. And this one was like, I've been waiting for you to do this. Like I've been hoping you would do this. Here, I've made you some stuff in preparation of you doing this. Mm-hmm. And Aloy's kind of like, Well, hold what? Hold on, wait a second. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Do you have answers? And she's like, Well, yes, I have answers, but I can't tell you them right now. Like, yeah. hurry up, let's get ready for this. And you go through the proving. And uh during the the proving, you get attacked, don't you? Yep. Yeah, by the Karja, or is it by the machines? So it is by the Shadow Karja. Shadow Karja, that's right. And through that, this elderly woman's like, look, I need to start telling you some information, right? And basically reveals to you that you were not born of normal means. Mm-hmm. They, the All Mother. Right, which is like their their deity. Um. Uh, basically spoke out to them and opened up her doors and revealed you yeah, as just a baby sitting there. And because of that, you couldn't be treated as a member of the tribe because you were kind of like, what the fuck? Right. It was like, you don't have a mother. You are, you are a burden and a curse. So we need to get you gone. Yeah. And so they, they gave you to Rost. And, but you've overcome all of that, so they they give you the title of Seeker. Seeker, which allows you to travel beyond the Nora lands to figure out what's going on. Because mm-hmm. when these machines attacked with the Shadow Karja, because it's both, the machines attack too. Um, so was there machines? Uh, I don't remember. I no no no, because I just I it's you're looking for your cause what happens you're looking for Helios the guy who attacked all of the people at the proving and you find out that he fled west and so to go after him they grant you seeker to go chase after him and you have to go to the the Karja's main city of Meridian so yeah I'm, I'm missing a lot Because while you you go through the proving, you win the proving, but while the festival is happening, there is a um, group of outsiders that are coming, like Karja and and Osiram, that have shown up to deliver a message of peace. And one of the Osiram, Aloyne, has a focus. And you take big interest in him, and he's kind of like, leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. And he acts like super suspiciously. And then they get attacked. And during that attack, the there's another person. um, uh, Helios Helios, who is also wearing a focus and he's about to kill Aloy and Rost throws himself in front of him and dies and like Aloy passes out. Yeah, he, yeah, he th- basically throws you off a mountain ledge. Yeah. And a bomb blows him up. 
that's right that's right and so like you wake up and they're kind of like okay we're giving you the title of seeker here's the information you need to know this is how you were born this is what you need to do go out in the world and fucking figure out what the fuck is happening yeah right and that's when you travel beyond it and you um you track down Aloyne Mm -hmm. and he reveals the shadow Karja right yeah, I I just I just remember thinking that it was that we knew it was the Shadow Karja to begin with, but I could be wrong. Just because after I found out, I was like, oh yeah, okay, like because all of the people in these tribes all look very distinct. You know, Nora all have like furs on them. Yeah, the the Osirum so, all have like metal parts on them. It was. I, I have my notes. Um, it was. We do know that it was the Shadow Karja. But in, in the Karja and the Shadow Karja are a secret, secretive Karja faction called the Eclipse. Mm-hmm. And Orloin basically tells her, like, that's who kind of was, like, initiating all of this. Like, the Shadow Karja had their own purpose, but right. the Eclipse is kind of like the guy behind the curtain going, hey, go yeah. here, this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then he basically tells Aloy that the reason why she was targeted afterwards is because of her resemblance to an old world scientist named Dr. Elizabeth, 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 because they had to leave, they had to leave the H off. Yeah. And, um, they saw her through Aloyne's focus mm-hmm. and was like, she's a threat. Yeah. And basically has like marked her as target number one. Yeah. And that's when you go through and you start like, you figure out that there is, um, the eclipse is trying to basically like take over the world. Right. Because there's a couple of different storylines happening. Yeah. You have the storyline of the Eclipse who are wanting to wipe, like basically take control over the Karja and the Asuram and even the Nora. Yes. Theoretically, what the Eclipse want to do is they want, they have um, an AI machine called Hades and they want to turn Hades they want to give Hades the ultimate power to do what it's supposed to do because they don't have him they're teamed up with him right because Hades um well of course it's Hades it's bad 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 (laughs) bad um but Hades has given them some abilities to control the machines right and because Hades needs access to certain things so I believe Hades is the one that tells the Eclipse like that's a bad person. We need to kill her. Yes. She is not good. Yes. And the Eclipse are like, okay. Yeah. Or like, whatever you say, oh, mighty deity of ours. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> um, but like in there, when does she meet up with Silas? So. Because Silas kind of opens her eyes up to Hades. Right. Because she only knows about the Eclipse. Silas opens up her eyes to Hades, and then Silas teaches her how to override some of the machines. Right. So so basically, through her focus, she ends up 
seeing an image of a man. Well, first she hears his voice, then she yeah, ends up getting an which image is, of him. He's he's the only voice actor in this that I know. That you knew? Yeah. Um because he's um he's the um concierge in Oh fuck. John Wick. John Wick. Thank you. Lance Reddick. That's it. That is his name. Yeah. yeah. Great actor, phenomenal voice actor, very distinct. Oh yeah. And so yeah, of course when I heard him I was like, "Oh, I know that voice." <laughs> um but yeah, cuz he he's basically like, "Oh, we're partners. Don't worry. I'm here to help you. I'm here to aid you. Let me do this. Let me do this." And he never like really meets her in person for a really really long time. Right. He only like shows her him through like a a, a hologram version of him mm-hmm. through the focus, right? Right. After a while, because as you said in the beginning, it's it's just a voice, and he's like, "You have to do these things so that we can actually like see each other," and helps her like upgrade some stuff. And you find out he's basically a scholar. Mm. He found the focus a long time ago and has been very interested in old world technology and history, and has done nothing but like research it, study it, absorb it, devour it. And just kind of like keep, he wants more Mm -hmm. knowledge is power. Yeah. And so he knows about Hades, but he wants to get his hands on Hades to talk to Hades. Um, and, but he kind of like, we got to work together in order to stop Hades. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm your buddy. I'm your friend. And he teaches her a lot of stuff. And she actually like, follows him for quite a while in this oh yeah because he helps out actually a shit ton yeah basically he he just basically opens like theoretically or not theoretically i'm sorry um uh what's the word i'm looking for uh not rhetorical not literal what's the other one metaphorically yes he metaphorically opens the world to her by being like there is a ton of stuff that's going on that you don't understand. And it leads her kind of down the path, solving the mystery. Yeah. Because a a part of that is he talks down to her about it. Yes. You said that they were partners and he's, he's more, he's like, we're not friends. We have an allied interest. Correct. I, and, I that's what I meant more by like partnership. Yeah, and but it, but it and but it it's the same basic thing. Like he's like, you don't have to trust me. You just have to know that our interests align, and we're gonna we can work together to do this. Yeah, you know. And because like she'll ask questions, and he'll be like, you don't need to know yeah. this. It pisses her off, and then she goes finds the answers, mm-hmm. and like that pisses him off. And they, they're kind of always like at a little bit of odds, but they're continuously keep working with each other. Yeah. Right. So I do actually like their relationship oh, throughout the game. I love their relationship. Cause it's, it is very much one of those, well, fuck you. Then I'll just figure it out myself. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so with that, you like, you start discovering not only what happened to the old world, but what's going on in your world, mm-hmm. right? You find out the Shadow Karja with this secretive cult, the Eclipse, is looking at taking over this city called Meridian. Yep. They're going to use Hades to do so. So you need to try and prepare yourself to battle Hades and the Eclipse. So you go around and you start doing all of these things for these other little tribes and everything to basically collect the assets that you need in order for this 
big battle at the end. But while you're doing that, you start discovering about the old world. Mm. And basically what, what the, what the big storyline is, why you live in a dystopian America afterwards is because a thousand years ago. So the 21st century, (laughs) um, the world was coming to an end. Like there was a corporation uh, led by Ted Farrow. Ted Farrow, yeah. Um, that was experimenting with AIs and combat machinery. No, 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 not combat machinery. Peacekeepers, as Pharaoh keeps saying throughout the game. Oh, yeah. Anytime anybody's like killing murder robots, he's like, peacekeepers. Peacekeepers. <laughs> Ted Pharaoh's a piece of fucking work. Oh, my God. Um, And so he, what are, what are the... What are the machines called? Oh, they've all got like, like Greek names. Cause like there's like Horus. Um Well the the AIs do. Yeah, so do the machines. He's because the he's, machines yeah, do? one of the machines oh. is called Horus. I remember that. So the the big part about it is um He, she basically discovers the runes of like Pharaoh Corporation or Automated Solutions. That's what it is at a place called Maker's End mm-hmm. and discovers that the old world was destroyed nearly a thousand years ago by Pharaoh because he lost control of his automated. And even in my notes, I've put in quotes, peacekeepers, <laughs> <laughs> air quotes, um, which are military robots. And the bad part about these military robots is they could self-replicate by devouring biomass. Yeah. <laughs> and stupid idea. Oh, yeah. So that's what was happening is they were just devouring, replicating, and destroying and Mm. just continuous. And so Elizabeth realized we're not going to win this. Yeah. We're done. So as this was going on, all she was trying to do was have other people buy time so that she could create an AI that could basically... I don't know how to like terraform, re-terraform, re-terraform the world, world, but like save humanity by not saving humanity. Right. Cause the only way to stop these peacekeepers is to basically let them run out of biomass. Mm -hmm. So that's what happened. Like she developed a system called AI or Gaia, AI called Gaia and Gaia had a bunch of sub functions. Yep. Hephaestus, um, Apollo, Apollo, Minerva, Minerva. There's a, there's like nine in all Hades is one of them there. But, and in the Hades function, you find out Hades is the, okay. She re-terraformed the world, but it's, it's not working. It's not stabilizing. So then the Hades function would be initialized, wipe out the world so that Gaia could basically, start all over again clean slate program yep (laughs) and um so but like you also found out one of the bad things that happened was where you came from was a genetic cloning facility and you are the exact genetic clone of elizabeth Mm -hmm. and um 
the reason why you guys like your tribe considers that the all mother and everything like that is because that's where you originally merged from long before like even the elders in your tribe were born but uh because one of the programs apollo was the training function no. and ted Farrow deleted it no apollo's the in the knowledge yes yeah. not not the not like not the training program that one i don't remember what that one was called that might have been hephaestus um, uh, hephaestus makes the machines oh that's right no you're right because hephaestus in greek mythology is the right. maker of weapons yeah um is the blacksmith because yeah so basically there were but ted pharaoh destroys apollo he eats apollo yeah and because of that like without that like knowledge basis gaia didn't actually know how to raise humans because like the one of the parts that really impacted me when i was playing through this was like she was trying in these cloning facilities and basically humans were going mad yeah and she couldn't figure out why so to try and like compensate for this she basically was like fine i'll let you out in the world then yeah and she noticed that when she let them out in the world, they started to thrive and kind of just like pick up their own things, created fire, created tools, you know, and just were doing it themselves. Mm. And so like she no longer had that because one of the sub functions is the cloning and birthing of humans. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's a really cool section. There's like a bunch of cradles and then like a bunch of little play areas. Yeah. Like, and there's like drawings all over the walls. But because of, um, yeah, like, so what was it? Cause it, it was like a, like there was like a cultist group that blamed Ted Farrow mm -hmm. and didn't like the Apollo subfunction because they blamed the basically the knowledge of mankind for creating Ted Farrow and his ability to like wipe out humanity yeah. and like it, it gets a little dark oh god seriously um but yeah so like then you find out that um Gaia is no more like Gaia herself has been destroyed and has been destroyed for i think like well i i think it was about 19 years actually yeah because gaia basically initiates the cloning of aloy to create aloy and then deletes herself so so she she notices an anomaly um and gaia has is like i have to basically she's like hades is going out of control yeah. I need to destroy Hades. To destroy Hades, I have to blow myself up. But this can't be the end. So what I'm doing is I'm going to create a clone of Elizabeth so she will hopefully go out into the world and reconstitute us and bring us all back online and we can get back to what we were doing and I'll be in full control again. And that's By destroying Hades, mm -hmm. by getting rid of Hades. Yeah, you have to go and find all the pieces of Gaia and and then you know and then you realize hades is still functioning yeah and that becomes the more the more impressive or the more imperative thing is i have to stop hades before i can do anything with gaia because in this game you never actually accomplish anything with that about putting gaia back together you know so the game changes from your purpose to this is the most imminent threat right in front of you is getting rid of hades well and that's that is 
because Hades has the ability to, because Hephaestus is still functioning. Like mm. all of her sub functions, except for Apollo, which never existed, basically, um, are still functioning on their own. Gaia was just the AI program that like unified all of them and gave them purpose. Right. So Hephaestus is still cranking out machines and Hades is like, awesome. Excellent. Cause I can then corrupt those machines and destroy and destroy the world, which is his purpose. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, like you basically build it all up and you find out that Hades um, is in this spire. He well, he needs to get to the spire. He's in the little. He's in like a like a big, big orb. Oh, that's right. And he needs to get to the spire so that he can then start taking over the other sub commands. Right. So he well he he gets to the spire to send out his signal to yeah. wake up the swarms and destroy the world. Yeah. Um. And so like the spire is in the center of Meridian. Mm. So you work with meridian which you find out there's a sun king and the karja were not like good people for a really long time they were under like a mad king that was just war bent and like waged war against the nora the osram and the tribes further west Mm -hmm. um i don't know if they actually say the names of the tribes further west Uh, but they're known as the tanakh yeah yeah i don't i don't think they say that but like you you know like this dude was not a good dude he got overthrown and there's a new sun king in place and he's trying to like fix all of that but at the same time you have the shadow karja under the the guidance of the eclipse kind of thwarting him so you help him overthrow all of that and then you prepare for this big ass fucking battle Mm -hmm. and you fight the battle and you stop Hades just to find out that Silas, you're you're no longer aligned. Your interests no longer align because you want to destroy Hades. He wants to capture Hades, <laughs> and so he actually helps Hades escape. Yeah. And you're like super pissed at him, <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah. And he's like, sorry, Aloy, like he has knowledge that I want. Yep. <clears throat> but I don't worry. Don't worry. I created a thing to keep him contained. But I think we're bleeding over into the second one a little bit. But he uh, but he. Yeah. And so he like basically disappears. And that's pretty much like the end of the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, With it, there's there's a bunch of shit. You meet a bunch of people along the way that you end up helping out and like some people you like more than others. That's all like personal preference. But like as you're going through the world, you you come across like documents and they're not just all related to Elizabeth and Ted. It's Mm -hmm. like I found a love letter between a husband and wife going, I know we're getting closer to the end. The peacekeepers are only two towns away it doesn't look like we're going to be able to stop them so know that i love you Mm -hmm. and like it's like fuck that's there there devastating there was such a wonderful focus on world building in this game yeah like it did such a good job of fleshing out the whole world that 
and made that made everything make sense. Like we were talking about the Osirum, right? Yeah. Like they their like whole civilization is based on the idea of a forge. So they like reference it all the time. They're like, you know, oh no, my forge fire is still burning. I can continue on fighting. Like after something's yeah. got knocked down, you know, when they're leaving, you know, it's like, you know, oh, you can, you can put hammer to steel that I know what I'm talking about in the same way with that. We would say like, oh no, you can bet on it. Yeah. Like that little stuff, all this, all the Karja, they're all about like walk in the sun, may the sun warm your back on your journeys. Like that little bit of like that attention to detail just blew me out of the water with this. No, it, it literally, they created multiple different tribes that thrived off of multiple different things. Like the Osram themselves, not only did the forge thing, but they were, they're delvers, mm -hmm. they're scrappers, they're inventors. They, I, their whole thing is built off of exploration and creating the new thing. Yeah. Like, knowing the past to build the future the um karja are more of like the let's build civilizations let's build out infrastructures let's you know let's form alliances with our tribes because yeah. they've got the whole thing right you talked about them the mad the, the mad sun king yeah right because basically his whole thing was like i'm gonna go around i'm gonna capture everybody that's not us ha i mean i felt like it was kind of a thanosy thing yeah because it was like some of you i'm gonna turn into slave labor some of you i'm going to kill and sacrifice you to the sun yeah like what yeah he gets usurped by by his son yep. which is the new son king of odd mm -hmm. and he's like i have so much crap i need to make up for you know he's like i need to reach out to all of these tribes that my father really 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 screwed over and i need to start making a ton of amends to these people yeah and that's his whole thing is like i need to prove that we are not like that yeah. and that was just my dad and that was the thing, like you show up as the seeker from the Nora tribe and he's like, what are you doing here? And you're like, well, you fucked with my tribe up. <laughs> like, what do you mean what I'm doing here? And that's when you're kind of, he's like, no, 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 no. We need to make amends for that and let them know that was not us. There is still a sub faction of the Karja that do not agree with what I'm trying to do. They still very much believe in my father's old ways. Mm. And you kind of show him, well, it's not even just that. Like, they're being controlled by a god, basically. Yeah. Because, like, Aloy has an understanding of machines and AIs and, like, because she's been exposed to it. But a lot of these tribes look upon these things as very taboo. Mm -hmm. You know? But then they start to see, like, her second sight, as they like to refer to it, um, which is her focus, the little triangle piece, um, gives her abilities. And so they start to respect her and actually trust her and believe in her because she's like, no, look, trust me, I got this. And she can, like, fix problems and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And she is very much about, like, I want to help the people, but I'm trying to help the people in a much bigger way. And because of your stubbornness to believe me, it's starting to piss me off a little <laughs> bit. You know, like, if you could just believe me and let me do what I need to do, this would go so much faster. Yeah. But I know that you're not going to, so I'm just going to do this really fast so that you can just let me be. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I will help you out so I can get you on my side. So when I tell you I have bigger problems to go deal with, you're going to let me go do it without being in my way. <laughs> yeah. And, like, 
I liked that. I, I did. I liked the character development. Mm. I liked the relationship building that she had with a lot of them. Oh yeah. Um, I'm I'm like gonna... Aaron. Aaron. I Aaron. Think Aaron. He's he's got the like mutton chops yeah. and a mohawk. Yeah. I liked him. Yeah. Aaron is an awesome, and he's fantastic. I love Aaron. I yeah. was really, really, actually apprehensive when you first meet him because you first meet him at the proving. Yeah. And I'm like, you're hanging out with the dude with the focus, who's, who's being super or Olin or whatever his yeah. name was. Um, you like, and he's being super shifty. Can I trust this guy? And then you find out his whole backstory with him and his sister. Yeah. Like. Like, that totally blew me away. But I will say one of the things I'm proud that this game did was they they shied away from giving Aloy a love interest. They hint at it. They play around with it a lot. A lot. But she is so goal-oriented mm-hmm. that she actually does brush past it. And there is one with Eric where he's just like, well, hold on a second. What about... And she's like, I don't have time for this shit. Oh, there's that great moment between her and the and the Sun King where he's like, he's like, you know, I, I just lost, you know, a woman that I was close with who was a proud warrior woman. Yeah. Maybe you can fill that spot. And she was like, maybe don't try to make me her. Like, yeah. oh God, I loved it. Yeah. I was so happy. And because they don't you didn't need that for this game. You didn't have to give her a love interest. I'm so glad that they But it's the human development of it, too, Mm. though. The fact that they put it in there, like, this is a potential, but never fully played on. Like, that's life. Yeah. That that is, you know, it it was, God, I've had those instances where I've met somebody from my past, and in the past, it was never considered, like, a relationship. I would have never had a relationship with them. Mm. But I was in a different place back then. They were in a different place back then. But now maybe yeah you know and like granted none of those people i i married to i married to somebody that i never met in my childhood my entire life (laughs) but it was one of those things of like that's what they're playing at here is this well right now is not the right time and she's like but i'm not even interested at all with some of them Mm -hmm. with others she was like right now is definitely not the right time i need to focus on this yeah and kind of moves past like varl yeah varl which is a a fellow member of her tribe that even as a kid he was never really like that hostile to her when she becomes the seeker he she helps him out and he's like well i owe you my life i'll follow you till the bitter end and like like almost like instantly falls in love with her for doing this and she's like no And then she like runs the fuck away yeah. and like leaves him just hanging. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> because again, here's this person who was raised as an outcast their entire life. And then basically like the first man that she's ever had like any kind of like serious kinship with instantly is like, I'm in love with you. <laughs> and she's like, whoa, pump the brakes, <laughs> yeah, buddy. Slow it down. Slow <laughs> I don't even know if you have a penis. Like, <laughs> well, you talked about, um, you know, how uh, 
she used to be an outcast and how they used to treat her. I love that moment when, when she comes out after realizing her origins and everyone is like, she's the anointed bow to me. And she loses her mind. She's like, don't bow to me. I was an outcast. You people wouldn't talk to me for the first part of my life. Now, all of a sudden I'm this person to be praised and you're like, get up off your feet. Stop it. Like she just shuts them down as like, I'm not going to be your savior, but I am going to save the planet. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and anytime you speak to like the Nora or anything or like um, there's a little bit afterwards because there's a little bit after the saving of Meridian mm-hmm. that you, you play through when when you save Meridian that there's some storyline after and I can't really remember it, but they'll like talk to you and they'll be like, oh, the savior of Meridian should be like just Aloy. Yeah. <laughs> like just fucking let it go. I'm just Aloy. Like fuck. Yeah. And I loved it. Like, I love the storyline of this game, what they did, the way they build it. You're right. The world building in it is amazing. Like, you basically find out. So the machines, right, Hephaestus is making. But Hephaestus, um, because they don't have Apollo, it messed with the way Hephaestus had to make the machines. So they only had a limited database. Mm. So Hephaestus pulled the machines off of animals that they knew from the like training program they had for the humans that wasn't Apollo. And so like that's why the machines look so similar to all sorts of different animals ranging from prehistoric to modern. Yeah. Um, Because like, yeah, you have like basically a giant fucking t-rex mm-hmm. you have pterodactyls you have like giant birds mm-hmm. you've got like alligator crocodiles yeah you've got those i see i didn't know if those were in this one mm-hmm. um because i couldn't remember but you do you have alligator crocodiles you have and then you have like unique ones like the watchers right that like to me <laughs> Worms on two legs. Yeah, basically, <laughs> it was. It's it's a weird thing because they have a giant eye, and their whole point is to protect the rest of the machines from getting like damaged or anything. So if like something's going on and they spot it, they warn the machines, and the machines take off running, mm-hmm. right? And like that's their whole goal. And so yeah, you have those. You like they're all various different times, but. All of them were designed for different things. Like you have like giant like wolf looking ones. The scrappers. Oh yeah, yeah. And their name is apt. They literally go to piles of scrap and grind it and break it down so that it's just basically like dirt again. Mm-hmm. And then you have like the the deer type ones. The um longhorns? Yeah that are to till up the soil and like make it fertile and Mm. everything like that you have like, and then there are some of them that are like protectors, like the, the T-Rex he's, he is just supposed to be a protector. Like he is just to guard the machines to make sure that they're doing their functions. Mm -hmm. That's it. So like they all have purpose, the alligators to swim through the water and purify the water. Yeah. Like, so they're all there to terraform the planet. So, like, realistically, humans interfering with them is just slowing down the terraforming process. You're right. Um, but, yeah, like, you find out because, like, you talk to uh, Hades 
and tell Hades, like, I'm going to get you. And they're like, I'm going to stop you. And like, well, you didn't stop me the other 12 times I've done this, you know, and shit like that. And it was, it's, it's crazy. Just when you start thinking about like, holy shit, like how advanced these AI programs actually were. Mm -hmm. Um, because you have like Poseidon, which of course is the, the system to generate the water. Oh, you know, all of them in the first game. Oh, I was like, they don't mention him at all by name. In the first In game? the first one. Yeah, they do. No, they do not. Because it tells you the nine sub-functions that she has. Does not tell you what he does. They do not bring him up at all. They tell you, like, the sub-functions. It's even in the wiki. Yeah, they, they do mention, like, because when she finds out, like, so you have Gaia, but Gaia's made up of, like, what, the nine? Nine. Nine sub-functions. Sub it lists off all the nine sub-functions. Yeah. And you learn that um, what some of them are supposed to do. Yeah. But it doesn't tell you, like, Aether is to, you know, clean the air mm -hmm. and control the weather, right? Yeah. It tells you Apollo is human history and culture. Yep. Artemis is holding all of the specimens. I don't like, human, like genetic codes for the specimens for I don't, human Earth. I, and I don't remember that, but that doesn't mean anything. But, but I believe the, you. You find that out when it explains Hephaestus. Mm. Hephaestus is creating the machines based off of genetic codes that Artemis has. Yeah. And the looks of those animals. And so that like it doesn't specifically say like it has all of this, right. but that's what it's explaining, right? Then, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, Demeter because it's the floral and fauna. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Eleuthia, all you know of Eleuthia is that it's the cloning facilities, and that's how you got they Gaia got access to Elizabeth's DNA and cloned you, yeah. Um, Hades, of course, is the destroy world, everything. Havestus makes the machines. And then he's trying to take over Minerva's towers because Minerva's the ones that send out the codes to everything. Uh, okay. And then it mentions Poseidon, right? Like Poseidon is just there. So, yes, it, it, it doesn't talk about all of them in the first game. You know the names. Right. You just don't know. All the functions. All the functions to the fullest. Because you learn more of the functions of some of them mm -hmm. in the second one. Yeah. You just kind of understand, like, the base functions. Yeah. Um, it makes sense that Hades is the one that destroys everything. It makes sense that Poseidon is the one that's going to be over all the oceans, you know? Yeah. And like well, you said... Well, an Aether, like, you can connect the dots on some of them. Because yeah. Aether, like, okay, that has something to do with the weather and the air. Yeah. That's... <laughs> pretty fucking obvious right yeah but you do find out like and it, i felt this was pretty nice like the whole reason why it's called horizon zero dawn is because the project that elizabeth hid gaia under was called zero dawn uh, yeah and i like that it's the reason is because they they call it z like zero zero day or zero end when she's like when they first figure everything out and she yeah. goes, we have 15 months until these things are going to completely destroy all life on earth. That's mm -hmm. our zero day. Yep. So then zero dawn will takes place right after right the day after where we will rebuild and repopulate. Yeah. Like 
you you find audio logs from her where she's talking and you can see like the admiration and Aloy of like, holy shit, this woman like sacrificed everything knowing I'm going to die to basically in order for humanity to continue on mm. like she made that sacrifice but like then you find out about like ted Farrow's little pet project to launch to the stars yeah and like you're like oh shit maybe there are still humans alive right mm -hmm. and then you find out like it blew up yeah <laughs> and you're like Oh well, shit! Or not? They're not even <laughs> still alive. And, well, and I like that whole scene, right? Because I mean, you know, that whole scene where you go into that conference. So all of the the lead designers for the Gaia for the Zero Dawn project, they're all called um, Primes. Yeah. And you go into this boardroom, and there's just dead bodies all over the place. And you watch as Hollow as Pharaoh shows up, and it's full of all the other Primes, and he's like. We can't have Apollo. All of our knowledge is what got us here. We're going to, pur I'm going to purge it. And everyone's like, no, you can't do that. It erases human history. And he's like, yes, but if I do this, you, you know, we can never repeat this mistake. And then he fucking kills them all. Yep. And I'm like, what? And then he erases Apollo. And I'm like, oh, you son of a yeah. bitch. Yeah. Yeah. That was messed up. Yeah. It's, it, it you're just like, Whoa. yeah. And like the, she even's like, holy shit! Yeah, because like, if I remember correctly, like, because I always wondered like, where's Elizabeth mm -hmm. in that? And like, Elizabeth basically completes the project, and they're just waiting. Mm -hmm. Like they they completed it before zero day. So you do find that hologram. There's um. So the machines can pick up signals if you're not in an enclosed facility. Yeah. And there's a door that is open like 1.10 millimeters and it has to be under one. And But it can only be closed from the outside and there's a swarm approaching. So everybody's just standing around going, what do we do? What do we do? Elizabeth is outside. She's like, hey, guys, I closed the door. And they're like, we'll get you back in here. We'll get you back in here. And she's like, no, it's cool. I want to go home. And then, like, that's the last transmission from her. Yeah. And then later on, they're all in that boardroom. Yeah. Because that was my thing. I was like, I was like, oh, of course, like, of course, like, Elizabeth is going to have this heroic. Yeah, heroic. And she's been doing it the whole game about, like. She's I, sacrificing a lot. She's sacrificing everybody on Earth for, for a new start, which is a hard decision to come to. I mean, Jesus, you want to talk about, you know, the morality of that. Yeah. Like, holy hell. And then to learn that it was all for naught because she wasn't there when Pharaoh was doing this. Oh, my God. It's so painful. But even if she was, she would just end up as another dead body. Mm -hmm. Like, Pharaoh would have just shot her in the face. I like, would have. Pharaoh was not good from the get go no i mean right this is the this is overcompensating right so first he, he creates these these peacekeeping robots that eventually go rogue and are going to kill everybody well, so he's a military contractor though. yeah like that's his job he just kind of took it to a level that it should have never gotten to well yeah <laughs> and and then to learn that like then he overcompensates going the other way being like 
well, I can't have the new the new people of of the earth having this. So I need to wipe out all of this knowledge and I'm going to kill to get to it. Like how evil is that? Yeah. No, like they were gonna die anyway. Yeah. No, Ugh. super evil. Yeah. Super evil. <laughs> um but all of that is amazing. Mm-hmm. I think the combat's really amazing too. Like yeah. you get access to bows and different types of bows and different types of like trip casters and trap setters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there's like training grounds around the area that teach you how to use those. And you like, you just kind of go do the trainings and it, it shows you like, okay, this is, this is the goal of the training mission. Figure out how to use it. Mm-hmm. Right. And it gives you like in their database, I guess, it does tell you like this is what it is this is how you use it like a trip caster you hit one point here one point here then it tightens a rope and anything that runs along that rope gets exploded with this element mm-hmm. thing because there's different elements you've got what electricity acid fire and fire frost. and frost and then there's a corruption one yes that you get later on though like it you, you don't have access to that one right away like the other four no no, no you get that at there's a story point where that gets introduced as, Hey, this is an element that Mm. you can have access to. And it gives you different types of ammo and stuff like that. I mainly run around with the hunting bow and the sniper, the sharpshooter bow. Yeah. And I mean, like also use the trip caster. They've got other stuff. They've got like a, like a bomb, like a grenade launcher. Yeah. And I mean, that's just how I like, you know, how it's basically a slingshot. Yeah. It's a slingshot that lobs bombs. Um, You can also, you can also get something that's like a shotgun. It shoots out multiple darts, but at a very, you know, close, it's only effective at close range and in a yeah. w- wide margin kind of thing. Um, and you can upgrade them. Like eventually you can get better versions of them. Cause there's yeah. like a, there's like a, you know, green, blue, purple kind of theme Orange. throughout it. Um, and they've all got like, you know, the, 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 the higher up you get, you get more mod slots. You can do like extra yeah. fire damage or it's better handling Faster reload speeds or whatever. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, you know, it's the same thing with the outfits. All the outfits have, have like do very specific things, and then you can get better versions of those. And I know this is a silly thing. Yeah. It really is, especially with the times nowadays. I do like the fact that if you change your outfit, it reflects in the movies. I know. Like, because not everyone does that. Even today, they don't do that, yep. let alone back in 2017. Yeah. Like, but they did. Like, you change your outfit, and it reflected in the cutscenes and everything like that. I was like, I like that. Yeah. That's cool. No, it's, it's, it's good for that, that level of, of detail yeah. and attention to detail, which that they brought to every other aspect of the game. If they didn't do it in that, Ugh, I would have been upset. That'd have been terrible. Yeah. So like there's the games overall, I, I really loved it. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. To the point where, when they announced, okay, we're doing the second one, which by the end of it, you're like, yeah, there's a there's gonna be a second game. Oh yeah. Like they left it so open for a second game. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, that the end is watching Hades fly off and show up to silence and he's like, Look at this giant machine that I have for you. You and I are gonna have a talk now. Like, totally open ended for a second one. It was awesome. Yep. You know. Um yeah, I was super stoked that they were coming out with another one. And, you know, the the DLC, Frozen Wild, that was pretty fun. You met a new, basically a new clan of people who, yeah. um, 
you know, like it starts off that like they too have learned how to domesticate the machines. Yeah. So there's some fun there. You realize that Silence and them have kind of um, have kind of a history together. That was kind of fun. Um, like there's no real strong recommend. Yeah. Like there's no real customization beyond mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, I do. I will say this. Right. So things for minor gripes. Some of the more epic battles, they don't really kind of push to the forefront, like Stormbirds. Yeah. You know, Stormbirds are these giant eagle-like ones. You were talking about, like, the little yeah. pterodactyl looking ones. Yeah, no, Stormbirds, Stormbirds are huge. They're huge. And, like, you have, like, one forced fight with one. Yeah. You know, the same thing with, like, Thunderjaws, right? Which are the T-Rex The ones. T-Rexy ones. The same kind of thing. Like, a couple of forced battles. Yeah, you can, like go to where they spawn and fight them but you have to sometimes to get some of the materials that you need to upgrade some of your components yeah like i can't remember can you upgrade the weapons and everything um no okay you, you only do the mod slots okay um but like you upgrade like your pouches and stuff like yeah. that yeah and you need some of the materials from these guys to do some of those modifications well and here right this is like just again their attention to detail in this game. You run around the world and you're like, there's like normal animals too. Mm-hmm. There's there's turkeys, there's boars, there's foxes, yep. there's rats. Yep. But like, you always kind of always see those, right? And any other game, it would just be like, well, this is all the you know, money we wanted to devote to these assets. But when you get into the game, the game even calls it out and is like, very small, specific, actual like fauna is being introduced back into the wilds. Yeah. So it totally explains why you only ever see these five or six different animals. Yep. You know, I love like that little stuff. Well, because they only, again, they only like generated genetically those animals to work with that fauna. Mm. And like, but I also like the fact of like, you have to hunt them. Yeah. It's not just that they're there and they're running around and they're, they serve no purpose. Like, you didn't just hunt machines for things. You also hunted the wildlife that was around for things. Yeah. So, like, this one of the upgrades is, like, you need three boar tusks. Okay. Yeah. Go kill boar. Yeah. Like. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing is that a lot of times, like, you never really, I'm not, I mean, maybe it's just me. I never really felt like I needed to go hunting. Nope. It just was, like, as you travel from point A to point B, you just knock off a few of these things. And there you go. You've yeah. got what you need. And, you know, every now I never and then, felt like I needed to. I think there was one time where I was like, I needed a, like a raccoon skin. And yeah. I was like, I haven't seen a fucking raccoon in hours. <laughs> you know what? That was that you mentioned a raccoon specifically. I think I had a problem with raccoon skins. Because like, that was one of the ones where you needed like a couple of them. Yeah. And I had like two of them. And I needed like one more for one other upgrade. And I was like fuck yeah and i had to like go hunt raccoon hunting well that's the other thing because you know yeah like you wouldn't always get raccoon skin sometimes you'd kill it and you would just get its meat or you'd get its meat and some and a bone like a bone or yeah but like if you needed the skin you'd be like okay i gotta kill a couple of these but it never felt exhausting nope i will say what feels exhausting is the collectibles there's a ton of collectibles in this there's too va- many there's too vantage many. points where you have to climb up and get to a certain position and then turn on your focus and you get like this fun little playback about this um whatever the vantage points was and what it was for and that's what i mean that's where you feel like those are the where you're like 
this is Montana. Yeah. This is Utah. This, you know, because it's very clear, like, that's Utah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's, um, there's metal flowers. There's, um, like, cups. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, little dolls. Mm-hmm. And again, like, event, you could call, if you collect enough of them, you can create a set. You could use that set to turn it in to get gear. I and I'll be full disclaimer. I played on story just so I could get through it again before the second one was coming out. And I like I didn't really feel like I needed to get to that point. No, but it's cool. It's a good completionist thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it, and they do give you other information about certain things, but it's nothing as like story driven as like the the um, hollow journals or the like little scrolls that you sometimes find and stuff like that. Like if you want the mythos or lore of this world, those collectibles don't add anything to it. Yeah. It's just kind of one of those, like this is a fun little collectible, but I I will say it had too many, too many. And I was like, and I'm a completionist. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, I was like, I'm collecting them all. And I'm like, this is just, this is tedious this takes away from the fun of the game. For yeah. Me. And like my wife was like, well, you don't have to do it. And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> you don't. Yes, I do because it's there and it's on my way from this point to this point, but I hate having to do it. Right. You know, like it's too many. Yeah. And, and like you're saying, because a lot like, so, I mean, the gameplay style is very similar to any Assassin's Creed in this decade. Oh I mean, yeah. Oh you know, yeah. I mean, it is, it is, there's a stealth mechanic. It's lots of running and jumping. There's not a, there's not a emphasis on the crazy parkour no. in the first one. And, um, so you need, so that's nice because it does tell you specifically where you need to climb. So that helps it out. But yeah, I mean, if you've played an Assassin's Creed, you've played this. Yeah. And like, so like that was really nice. The music is really beautiful. I, I often found myself. I thought the world was gorgeous. Yeah. Just, it was, I have very little there negative were, things to say. about. There were times game. there's a couple of places that I would just stand and I would just like kind of look out over the scenery and just be like, man, this is mm. fucking beautiful. Right. Like uh, chef's kiss. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I will say one other, probably my last gripe is the, the writing. So eventually you get to a point where you can override certain machines. One of them is a strider. It's very similar to a horse. Yep. Then there's one, the charger. That one's like a ram. And then there's... I, I don't even know because it's the size of a horse with the horns of a ram. Yeah. Um, and then there's the trampler, which is kind of like a bull. Yeah. Right? And they're fun to ride, but the problem is, is that it's like you, their mechanics are hard to maneuver. Like it's like you hit X to get to the speed that you want, and then after a while you slow down, so you have to hit X again to get back up to it. It just didn't feel intuitive, especially. And this is just a slight preview for next week's episode, especially when compared to the second game. The second yeah. game, they really ironed it out. Well, and I think that was it, though, is they they saw some of the bugs from the first one and went, okay, let's let's tweak these a yeah. little bit, you know. Um, so like, yeah, but even in the second game, again, we'll get into it next week. There's gripes about it. Mm -hmm. Like I never thought like the mount maneuverability and all of that was ever that good in these games. It is very hard for me that it's just not smooth. It's not, it's, it's the one big glitch in an otherwise perfect game to me because it's like. This can take away when you're trying to like ride from point A to point B, but it's not necessarily on a given road Mm -hmm. and you're just 
clunk, 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 clunk. And then it's like, you know what? Fuck you. It's faster for me to run from point A to point B than ride the mount on the road, which is the only good place for the mount. Mm -hmm. So I didn't ride the mounts a whole lot. Yeah. The fiance didn't either. She and I were talking about it. Um, Yeah. She didn't do a ton of writing. I also didn't tend to do a ton of writing unless I had a very long way to go and I couldn't fast travel because there's fast travel. Yeah. There's fast travel in this game. And um, yeah, like unless I absolutely positively needed to go a long distance in a short time, I usually stood away from it. Um, But like I said, it wasn't it didn't take away. I mean, it, yeah. it, it's I didn't not, feel like it took, it took anything away from the game. It was just one of those things of like, this is not something I'm going to use. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it for me, man. Yeah. No. So yeah, uh, obviously definitely high recommends from both of us. Definitely yep. go check it out and go check out the second one. As soon as you're done with that one, speaking of which tune in next week, where we do talk about forbidden West. So until then go ahead and go to our Facebook page. You can go to our Podbean. You can leave us comments there. You can also go to our Patreon and support us with the donation. It helps keeps, it helps us keep doing what we want to do. Um, thank you so much for listening. We love you listeners. We're super excited to have Caleb back. Yay. Yay. I know that this is like, four episodes into yeah. you being back but yeah. i'm still excited that you're back yeah you know i'll enjoy the time with a fiance and i but i it's, you know it's nice to have you back now oh yeah so thank you all so much for listening i'm chris i'm caleb and until next time game, game on, on. <laughs> thanks for listening to game on presented by no tokens required the opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required for New Orleans 2020. No part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from No Tokens Required. 